0: Hey, this is Ryan Dungy, and you're listening to the Moto X Pod Show. Hello, everyone. This is Mike Brown here. You're listening to the Moto X Pod
1: Show. What's up? Seven Deuce Trace here on the Moto X Pod
2: Show. Hey, this is Dean Wilson, and you're listening to the Moto X Pod Show.
3: Let me take you back to this front
4: Totally meant to have you cut that down before that f bomb got dropped, but I messed up. Uh, I don't yeah. guess it really matters. I dropped plenty on yeah. here, so. But uh, yeah, I don't know, man. But uh, what'd you think about that, Jamie?
5: Not my style, man. There was no guitar shredding. No guitar shredding. No, no I didn't. I didn't hear Zach Wilde or Monty Pittman shredding anywhere. So,
4: <laughs> well, yeah. we had a. That was by a, a listener sent me that, and I uh, felt obliged to go ahead and play it. And I, I dig it. I know you don't, but I'm I'm into hip hop. Hey, it's a democracy here. It's a democracy here. Unless TJ's here, then it's a dictatorship. And <laughs> we do what he <laughs> wants.
5: TJ would TJ would have Barbara Streisand playing.
4: No. Hey, man, he actually comes through on the music pick, so I got to yeah, give him credit. The I dude know. always picks something legit. As long as it's not Barbara Streisand, we're good. Though. I, <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't yeah he really, hasn't gone that far yet. I don't think I can do all that, but uh, <clears throat> anyways. Guys, episode 67 of the Moto X Pod Show is brought to you courtesy of all sport dynamics. Visit motocrosswristbrace.com. Braces worn by Adam Cincerillo, Joey Savacchi, Weston Pike, Austin Forkner, and more. Austin Forkner, the big winner in Tampa this weekend. Got yeah, it. boy. Kiddo got his first win. I am so pumped about him. He is legit. For sure. Like, looking good. It's almost as if that injury never happened. You know, the wrist thing?
5: Yeah, I mean, he looked that good in Dallas, and then he just had the little accident where he fell, and that kind of cost him. But, yeah, he looked good all day in Dallas. I'd
4: say we're going to go ahead and credit some of that to uh, the wrist braces he's wearing. What kind of wrist braces braces. are those? What are those? I don't know. Couldn't be uh, all sport dynamics, could it? It could be. Could be, yeah. Motocross wrist brace com guys, if you have uh, health insurance, I believe they have uh, codes for you to uh, maybe get something done with your doctor. Do they? Yep. Don't they? they do.
5: Yeah, yeah. You just contact them. Well, if, you're the
4: rep. You tell me.
5: Yeah, they do. That you you contact them, and Gary uh, over there will he'll he'll get hooked up with your insurance. He has all that information. Um,
4: if you need an email or anything, just hit me up on social media, and I'll get that to you. Heck yeah, man. Also, brought to you courtesy of Shock Socks, the original and number one 10-second removable fork seal protector. Visit bermmotorsports.com for more details on where you can pick yourself up a set of Shock Socks. Guys, I'm telling you, it's a $25 or $30 investment, and to save a big pain in the butt, leaky fork seals are no fun. Nobody likes them. Jamie hates them. I hate them. Everybody hates them. And uh, so, get Shock Socks. I'm telling you, this product is incredible. The only better way... To protect your fork seals is to not ride. Exactly. That's the only better way. There is no <laughs> other way. So I know uh this kiddo in the next room over here, Mr. Doc, he's a pretty big fan of those and uh I, I would I would suggest highly that you guys go visit and again, it's Berm Motorsports B-E-R-M, like a berm, guys dot com and uh that or just visit your local dealer for details i'm sure they can get those through uh tucker rocky i believe tucker rocky yep yep and uh and wps wp oh yeah wps as well so uh, go get yourself a set of shock socks show them some love mx girl designs guys that's G U R L. url uh, visit uh char over on instagram at mx girl again G U R L. uh facebook is mx girl designs and uh I'm drawing a blank here. I don't know why. I'm, I can't read my own handwriting here, oh <laughs> No, nah, I'm good. Uh, email char at mxgirl.com to get yourself set up with a high-quality set of graphics at a, a reasonable price. Her artwork's incredible. Her work's incredible. She stands behind it. You want to get your bike popping at the track, get, get some eye candy going on. If you're not fast like me, you at least need to look good. And so that's why I use MX Girl Design. So give her a shout and uh, tell her we sent you. Yep. Dark side muscle mark TJ's gone this week, so it's just you and me, dude. What's up? Nothing, man. Just coming off another uh, fun
5: weekend of watching Supercross. Another great track. The Tampa, t- the, the Tampa
4: Supercross did not disappoint.
5: No, the sand was one of the coolest sections I it. I've seen yeah. in years. Yeah. I loved it. Yeah, good times, man. Had uh, another injury, unfortunately.
4: Uh, yeah. Wait, who got hurt? Cole. Oh yeah, Sealy got. Oh gosh, that was a bad mm-hmm. one, dude. It. Uh, my heart goes out to Cole. Um, that's probably an end to his whole season. I don't think he'll be yeah, back I think anytime it's femur, this year. If I'm not mistaken, so femur and pelvis. Yep.
5: So yep. Yep. So
4: no way. Yeah. It was his pelvis and his tailbone. Was that what it was? I don't think okay. it was his femur.
5: Okay. Maybe they just thought it was his femur on the on the race. They no, said yeah. that. So from what I read, it was his uh, pelvis. No, I and I think tailbone. you're right. You're right. Yeah.
4: So he's gonna be having some issues going to the bathroom for a while. It's <laughs> not gonna suck for him, but right. Right, man, it's gonna suck for the rest of us even more that we don't get to see him. The field is Our thinning. Race, it is thinning.
5: We had Chad Reed break the record.
4: Chad Reed, yeah, yeah, that's awesome, man, 228. Had Justin Hill for on his four, first 450 Supercross ride, almost. I'm certain, had he not made that dumb mistake and hit Marvin, because that wasn't Marvin's fault. No. But I, I'm certain that he would have won that race. He was flying. He was pulling the trigger on that quad-quad section yeah. like it was nothing. Yep, yep. Once the last time, and I know we've had guys move up and do really well in their first 450 race, but that was a different really well to me. Yeah. He, he was on point Like anybody. Instantly <laughs> Yeah like instantly like, yeah, He came in there With such force And like he was just So good on that bike And so comfortable It just It wasn't even like When J-Law did it At Daytona that time Because he cut a good bit of the start off When he got away yeah. From those yeah, guys yeah, yeah. Like Hill was coming To the front He started probably Fifth or sixth Moved up And was going to pass For that lead I mean yeah. he was all over moosecan That was a dumb move On his part The way he turned down Like that But hey You know It is what it is But I'm still certain He would have won I think there's pretty good chance. I mean, I I had him in fantasy, so
5: I was. I think, but everybody Shocker. else did. So, so yeah. I think everybody did. But yeah, he looked awesome, man. He was comfortable for sure, you know, and pulling the trigger on that uh, 3 4 4.
4: Dude, that, that section, uh, <laughs> I saw that during uh, one of the. Fr- I was looking at the track during like one of the practices or something, mm-hmm. and I, nobody had jumped it yet. And I looked at that. I was like, if Stu were here, he'd go three, four, four right there. Like, yeah. no big deal. Without even thinking anybody was going to do it that night. Right. Like, you know, like, somebody like him would have pulled the trigger on that. Well, apparently that no was problem. topic
5: of conversation during track walk. Yeah. What David Villaman told some of his guys and
4: – yeah, James he, would have jumped. It yeah, the third he, said, or he lap. said he
5: was. He said he was there with all the the French guys, and Marvin said, "No way, that's like a psych bike or something." And he said, "No, James would do it." Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And so, and then
4: Justin Hill did it, and Blake did it. What was so? Pro, what impressed me was how easy Hill just did it every time. Yeah. You know, like even Eli wanted nothing to do with that. Some of the, a lot of the other guys didn't want anything to do with it either. You know that you would think would jump it, but of course Baggett ended up in the nets. Yeah, that yeah. was pretty interesting. Thank God he's okay though. I mean, we didn't need a, another rider going no out. Doubt. For the series. No doubt. No doubt. And Especially one of his caliber that's going to be yeah. on the podium regardless, you know. And I didn't realize it, but they talked about it on Pulp last night. That
5: he, after he landed in the nets, he went around and did it the next lap. Like no, oh, yeah, no, no second thought. Just
4: pulled the trigger. Yeah, Blake's a G. Blake's, yeah, he he's a can bad do dude. what he needs to do. So, what do you think? Uh, who rides a Honda now? Who's going to ride that bike? Because it ain't going to be Brayton.
5: Well, we had you know in our group text, and I think the general consensus is it's going to be Christian Craig. You going to be Craig? Yeah, I think so. I, I you know. I texted Paige yesterday and said, "Hey, we would like to get Christian on tomorrow night to talk about she, the possibility of him riding for she, Factory Honda." She went into that idea. Well, she texted me back today and said, "We can't do that right now." You know, and, and I, I don't know what that means necessarily, but oh, hey, you got to do what you got to yeah, do. They, it not been announced, you can't yeah, talk yeah, about they, it. You know, they probably can't talk about it, but um, it seems the most likely. You know, I, I also texted Ben LeMay said, "Hey, what? You know, you think there's a chance of that?" And he said, "No." He said, they'll go for Christian and they're only gonna have one bike more than likely. So Yeah, they don't need
4: two. But yeah, I don't think Brayton Yeah, but what's the deal? Craig's got I mean, are they just gonna pull him out of the two fifty West series and let him race four well, fifty? I would assume if they if
5: they decide to go that route. He's yeah. not
4: in the points chase right not now, is really, he? No. No. It's probably time he moves up. He's a good big bike yeah. rider. He's real good. Yeah. Like him, he, I think he's better on that bike. I think Hill for sure is a 450 guy. Yeah, he showed that. He's been saying, I remember watching him at the Monster Cup several years back when he was on a factory KTM. Mm-hmm. And I was, he was so good on that. I mean, that was Monster Cup. So there's no whoops, but it was Hill. I didn't think, right. it, you know, to correlate that. But man, he was so good on that bike. You could tell, like, that kid likes riding that bigger bike a lot better. His brother was the same way. Uh, yeah. They exactly. moved him up early, too, and he was a lot better. So, uh, yeah.
5: It was a hell of a night, though, man. I mean, it was, uh, it was really this racing. You know, there's been a couple of tracks that have not been good. I think like Dallas and A2 were pretty crappy tracks, but
4: the I tracks thought Tampa have been, was overall, legit. The tracks have been pretty great. So, well, that rhythm section alone, the rhythm section and the sand section yeah. following it, yeah, that's all anybody's talked about, right? But I like that little, um, uh, after the uh, after they go across the start trades, like a chicane type thing where mm-hmm. they get a double into that corner, it's a left and a right yep, up yep. over the table. That was probably the cool one of the. Better passing sections of the right, whole track. You saw section, a lot of yeah. guys get around. Uh, for I think Ferrandis hit Fortner there. Yeah. <laughs> yep, yep. Speaking of, I'm really high on that for um, Dylan Ferrandis as well. And I really do think he is going to win some races. Obviously, I want to see my our guy Fortner win. Yeah. But yeah. I mean, he's going to have a fight. And then, of course, we got Zach Osborne who will. Talk to you here in a few minutes. Yeah, I think he's uh, going to win. He's going to have something His to share. say. <laughs> say yeah. Oh, well, for sure. He's already won one. And he'll probably win. I mean, I, I would almost give him half the races to win. Yeah. That's just my opinion. But I want to see a little Fortner do good. He's a cool kid. And I want to see Ferrandis do good because watching him come over last year, you don't know what you're going to expect from a GP guy. And just the first couple races, I'm like, that kid's got it. He'll be good. Yeah, you it know? sounds
5: like he's really listening to what DV's telling him.
4: Oh, absolutely. And you could not so. To me, like – I know DV's program doesn't really work for everybody, but Mm -hmm. it's to me that's the program to be on, right? Because he's just everything he does makes sense. Yeah, it's sensible. And but then again, different things work for different Different, people. Yeah, different strokes. But anyways, guys, well, we're gonna take a quick break and be back with Zach Osborne. All right, guys, we're going to get to our first guest. He, uh, t- 2017 250 East Coast Supercross Champ. This man also won the, uh, 250 Motorcross champ- Championship the same year. The one and only Zach Osborne. Zacho, what's up, man?
1: Uh, not much. What about you guys?
4: Just hanging out, trying to stay dry. It's really, really rainy here in I had, Texas. I had to relearn how to swim today. <laughs> Dang. Just to get through my work day. What are you up to, buddy?
1: Um, not much. Just, uh, chilling uh
4: just got done cutting up some cardboard for recycling and yeah that's about it really they're
1: cutting up cardboard for cycling tell me about
4: that cardboard for recycling oh, oh recycling. recycling i was like is this some new training technique i'm not aware of <laughs> my bad dude uh, i nah, nah. oh i'm sorry but well, any...
5: zach how you feeling coming off tampa i mean you get all the sand out of your eyes and your ears and all the the crevices
1: yeah it was uh pretty wild night but um yeah all in all pretty good uh took some good points and uh yeah got on the podium so looking for a little bit more this weekend in Atlanta and um yeah kind of excited to try the triple crown format should be cool
4: I know a a podium I mean a third place is not what probably what you showed up to get but hey in the total scheme of things and points I think you you know that's a pretty decent result right
1: yeah for sure Uh, I mean um it's not ideal it's obviously we want more but uh the same time it it's um solid weekend and yeah we can build from it well
4: so what is it like now say you're expected to win every time so when like you get second or third which is a very respectable res- result do people still come up to you and be like hey what happened tonight
1: um occasionally but i mean yeah everyone knows that you can't win them all i mean um there's only been a couple guys in history that had the perfect season so
6: right, um, right. Yeah,
1: there to to build and um hopefully be in it to win it there at the end of the end of the series
5: yeah i think ryan Dungey's proved the last few years that consistency is what counts you know when when maybe you're not right there ready to win if you can just stay in the top three or four in the long run that's going to win out yeah for sure
4: so were you kind of hoping like the two in front of you they were kind of going for it and banging each other up a little bit were you just like hey i'm gonna be i'm in a good solid spot here if one of them does something dumb i'm gonna just go ahead and pounce on both of them or how, how was that working for you
1: yeah i mean uh mainly i just wanted to be there in the end and um really uh put on a charge but i, I made some mistakes and kind of just tightened up a little bit and and realized that um maybe i was third best i mean it was uh a pretty solid race for the other two guys and yeah they got into it on the last lap and i saw that happening but um, I mean, all in all, I was trying to just focus on myself.
5: Sure. Yeah. So mentally, how do you feel like the last two years have been incredible seasons for you, you know, and you came off of five seasons in the GP and, you know, before that you had, you had some issues. Um, how do you feel like, I mean, can you believe where you are now?
2: I mean,
1: yeah. I mean, obviously it was always the, the ultimate goal and, um, vision to, to be back to where I am now, but, um. It's definitely um, rewarding to see all my hard work pay off. in mm-hmm. a sense. For
2: sure.
4: Now, as fans, the track was really fun to watch you guys race on. From a rider's perspective, what did you think
2: about it? It, um, it was
1: awesome. I thought the fan section was super cool, and um, the one-rhythm lane had a lot of different options. Um, I mean, I thought – Overall, it was pretty basic on the other side of the track on the Not stands rhythm lane track, but um, yeah, it
4: is what it is. Right on.
5: Yeah, I, I thought I thought it was really great. I think this year there's been a couple of tracks like A2 and um, Dallas, you know, our our local track. That the tracks weren't great, but overall, it's been really exciting. I mean, I think they've really failed to stepped up or Dirtworks has stepped up and tried to make some things different this year. And that's good for us as fans. So the racing's been really good. Did you like the Dallas track, Zach? <laughs> uh, yeah, I thought
6: it
1: was it was really good. Um, it well, he could won. have definitely been technical, but um, uh, I thought that the first two were were pretty decent.
6: Right.
5: On. Well, so coming into the season, and I asked this at the press conference at Dallas. You know, a lot of guys were pretty much giving you the win already. You know, they they felt like we heard in the media, and even us probably said it. I east, did. <laughs> the east coast might be a weaker series you know because a lot of guys got hurt so they had to move to the west coast i didn't say
4: that i didn't say it was weaker,
5: but it, it's it's not i mean you guys have you know fortner and uh dylan and you've got a lot of competition it's a it's it's going to be a hell of a season um did you think coming into it that you you had a chance just to walk away with it and maybe win all the races uh no i mean not really uh i don't
1: think that that's you know really ever went through my mind i right. um i feel like i uh have a good chance to win win the title obviously um after the first two rounds but definitely wasn't something i was taking lightly or um you know kind of sleeping on
6: right
4: well i, I feel like in retrospect looking now like I people always say one coast is stronger than the other I, I don't put a whole lot of stock in that because it, it, there's always bad dudes on both sides of the of the of the pond so to, or both sides of the country so to speak. So it doesn't really matter what coast you race. There's always going to be somebody there that's legit. I mean, how many factory bikes are are on each coast? What ten, twelve, something mm-hmm. like that. So I, I felt like you know for for them for anybody to discredit you guys on, on the east coast was was silly, but. Speaking of, you've got a couple youngsters out there in there, Austin Fortner, Dylan Ferrandez, that, that really are trying to come up. I mean, they're, they're as legit as anybody, right?
1: I mean, yeah,
4: they're, they're both really good for sure. Hey, Zach, so kind of let's step back a little bit.
5: You know, 2016 with KTM, you know, you had some struggles. You had Epstein-Barr, some health issues. You know, 2017 wasn't great. Um, and then you had some injuries in 2018 at that time like that had to be a i know that was a mental struggle for you but you fought through got a deal with steve dixon over in and um europe how, how do how did that come about
1: um yeah just uh chance meeting um of one of these uh compadres at a at a diner in corona really that's uh pretty much the gist of it it's um it's pretty crazy i was there on a two race deal and i uh, ended up staying for almost 5 years
5: yeah and do you think that if you had stayed in the states that your career would have stayed on path
1: no i i'd already pretty much gotten a job uh in the states and um yeah, I wasn't sure that, that I was ever gonna really race professional again.
4: I remember hearing this, uh, one, I think you did a podcast with Mathis not too long ago and you went into a little bit of this and I was just like, wow, you were really that close to being done and here you are now. It's, it's, it's amazing. Uh,
1: yeah, I mean, it, it's, um, quite the turnaround, but I mean, when there's nothing, nothing left on the table, there's, um, yeah, there's not, a uh, not a lot to do other than get a job. I mean, uh, that's kind of just that at that point. And, um, yeah,
5: it's, it's pretty crazy. Yeah. It's, it's a similar situation to like what Christian Craig did, you know, he went back worked for his dad, I believe. And I think you were doing, doing a similar thing, working for your dad. And I, I would imagine that it makes everything so much sweeter now. And, and your mindset is probably a lot different. You realize what you have, maybe, I don't know if you did this or not, but it's, you may have taken it for granted at your younger age that, what you had, and now it's probably so much better. Um,
1: yeah, I mean, that's, that's possible for sure. Uh, uh, definitely appreciate things more now with the family and everything, and yeah. um, it's just a, all a little bit sweeter, I feel like.
4: Hey, Zach, I'm, I've got uh, was had pulled up youtube before we got before we started recording today and uh was 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 going uh, typed your name in, was going through some videos and stuff and this video from a verb called the prospects pulled up it's an old old school when it was you and nico izzy when you were still riding ktms just watching that was just so I, i don't i loved it it was it was a great video talk about that a little bit i'm sure that brings back some memories
1: uh, which video is that?
4: It's called the prospects. It was one West Williams did. I mean, I don't think it. Po- he posted it on here until like 2012, but it's from like 04 or five. It was a long time ago.
1: Yeah, I mean, all those videos are super cool. Uh, I did a couple different videos with uh, with West and the boys, and um, yeah, we had some some fun times.
5: Yeah, you know, and I was talking about your uh, GP stuff. A lot of people don't probably don't realize that you battled with guys like Kenny Roxon and Marvin and Paul Lynn back then. I mean, some a, amazing riders. What did you take away from that experience? Maybe technique wise or just, um, you know, what did you learn from racing those guys over there?
1: Um, I mean, the main takeaway is just kind of how easy we have it here in the States and, um, <laughs> uh, how much harder the travel and stuff is there. Yeah. It's just kind of, add some perspective to to your life as a racer and yeah, I mean that that's probably the main thing. Um as far as riding goes, I, I got a little bit better in the sand while I was there and um maybe even some, some better mud skills too. So I mean there's plenty of uh of things I could say but those are probably the main things.
4: There was that one segment in one of the Moto movies where he's they've got him on a sand track over there somewhere. Oh, yeah. I go back and watch that yeah, quite yeah. a bit. That was fun. When you're still on the Dixon Yamaha and, yeah. uh, that, dude, I loved it. So I'm, I'm a nerd when it comes to these videos, man. I watch all <laughs> of
1: them. Uh, no, it's all good.
5: So Zach, you know, coming into the season, like I said, we, we ex- you know, a lot of us expected you to win. How do you, when your mind, when you're expected to win, and this is just like a pressure question and you're on a factory team, how does the team prepare you? Does it, do you have like a mental coach or anything that kind of prepares you? that says, Hey, you know you can't have your mindset where you think I'm going to win. There's so much pressure on you. Like, how do you, how do you get your mind right? Do you do things like yoga or anything like that?
1: Um, I mean, yoga is part of our daily routine, but that's more for stretching than, than, uh, say, I mean, meditation or whatever you want to say, but, um, I'm, I'm more of a, the less I think the the better I'll be, uh, kind of guy. Right. So, yeah, I mean, um, I try to, to just relax and, um, do other things, uh, like, uh, with my daughter and mm-hmm. with my family and just kind of try to keep it lighthearted and, and as fun as possible. And, uh, that seems to be what works the best for me.
4: So, talk about, uh, becoming a dad real quick. I mean, how much, how much does that change your life? How did it change your perspective? I have one myself. I can, I can relate a little bit. Uh, t- talk about on your, your end of things.
1: Uh, I mean, it, for me, it was, um, just a big eye opener and um, a big source of of motivation. I mean, uh, when you see your kid for the first time, it's a pretty special thing, and I think um, it's it's a day that I'll never forget. And um, you know, I uh, always try try my best for for my family and for myself, and just trying to uh, you know make the most of it for us while while I can.
5: Yeah. So I would imagine that you, you know, you have your family at the races a lot that, and that makes sense that it would be a little more laid back, a little more relaxed, having them there, a little more of a comfort. Um, we see, we see that a lot in this generation of supercross and motocross, you know, I'm, I'm a little older, I'm 42. And back in the nineties, you didn't see that at all. And I think it really helps the riders stay in touch with who they need to be and, and keeps you grounded a little bit.
1: Yeah, for sure. I mean, um, it's definitely a source of, uh, I don't even know how to say it. Like, uh, yeah, like you said, a, a grounding tool. Um, yeah, it's uh, something that I really enjoy, and 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 like you said, yeah, it keeps me grounded.
5: Yeah, I like I like seeing it. It's really cool. We're all family guys here. Like I said, we're I'm a little older. Mark's a little older, so. <laughs> we We love this sport, and one of the reasons is because it is a family sport, so I think that makes it really cool seeing everybody with their kids at the track, you know whether it be Chad Reed or Tyler Bowers. We caught Tyler at Dallas feeding his daughter you know when we yeah. talked to him that's I think it's pretty cool, so yeah, yeah
1: for sure.
5: What do you think about the east west shootouts coming up um as a fan again we're we love that because it really it's a different it's competition a cha- it's a change, up, yeah, it's right? a change and and you kind of have that. Maybe the egos come out a little bit. You know, do you prepare any different for that?
1: Um, no. I think the main thing is just not getting caught up in all the, you know, the rivalry bit of it. Um, yep. Obviously, you know, it's in the middle of both both coast championships, so um, it's just going to be mainly keeping your head and head on your shoulders straight, and um, not getting too caught up in things
4: it does make things a little interesting, but I could see it being frustrating on a ride from a writer's standpoint, you know, like it's you got both both coasts coming together and, and you know, that was a common thing in the nineties and the eighties or what well in the nineties I guess. There wouldn't have much East Coast stuff during the later part of the eighties. But um I mean, I don't know. I, I think it's interesting though that they that they threw that back in. Yeah, I
1: think it's really cool. I mean, um I had heard that at one point there was gonna be you know three or four or even five of them and um you know i think they're just trying to get it started and uh yeah see what what's going to happen uh, yeah with, with the
5: i think feld is really trying hard to do some different things you know they changed the point system last year or they did the time qu- the time races last year this year they changed the point system a little bit they they're put, doing the, the triple crown they
4: put mathis's nets
5: in the, the steve mathis nets are the highlight for me um yeah, we like all that stuff. Is there anything in particular that you would like to see changed, or that maybe you didn't like that they changed?
1: Um, no, so far I I'm pretty stoked. For it. I mean, um, I'll know a lot more after this weekend and uh, yeah, just kind of the once I race the format and everything. But, um, I mean, I, I don't think a chase format would be would be a terrible thing. Obviously, a lot of people are super against it, but I, I don't think it would be a, a, a bad thing to try.
5: Yeah, Daniel Blair, actually, he, he's calling it – he's got this format that he came up with, and he he did a whole podcast about it that – The playoff system. He, he's called it the playoff system. Like, every other sport has a playoff. And and the way his – you'd have to listen to it to get all the details, but he has it broken down to where it really makes it really, really exciting. You know, and the format seems awesome for a fan, and I think the racers would like it too.
4: Well, it, and it gives – and it still rewards those who have – Worked hard yeah. and, and and done well up to that point, you know. Everybody comes in still in the position they were, but I mean, and they're given more points for that. But uh, it still tightens everything up a little bit to keep it interesting. Oh, okay,
1: I'll have to check that out.
4: Yeah, that's really yeah, that's cool. It, you know, it, they're trying. They're basically
5: almost trying to manufacture the way the season ended last year with you and Savachi, and I'm sure as a rider, if you were able to clinch the the series two or three races early, you'd love that. But as a fan, you know, it takes away a little bit of that excitement because, you're like, well, the championship's over. So I, I kind of – I see both sides, and I think Feld is really working hard to make those things happen. And and that's not a bad thing. They're trying to make the sport more exciting. Not that it's not exciting, but the casual fan, you know, they may, they may not be as into it if the championship's over.
1: Yeah, for sure. I, I mean, I, I can understand that.
5: Uh, So I guess my last question is the one of the biggest changes I've done is the timed, um, like the time heats and the time main. And I hear riders sometimes say, well, that was a lot of laps last night. It seemed like a lot of laps, you know, it didn't seem like it was ever going to end, but really it's the same amount of time as the week before. Do you mentally kind of feel that way when you're running 25 laps as opposed to say 20 laps? Does it really mentally make a difference to you?
2: Uh, yeah,
1: for sure. I mean, um, you know just like when you think back to having to do 15 laps you know three or four years ago it was a pretty big task and now um if we get a 15 lapper you know at the, at the practice track we're stoked because it's super short moto. Right, but, um, right. definitely it's it's a big uh contrast in how you how you go into it and um kind of how you sit, set yourself up for the for the haul and uh you know we have mostly like close to a minute tracks here mm-hmm. in Florida and um, we'll, we normally have to do 21 or 22 laps to do a 20 minute moto. So it's um, definitely a little bit different at the races. Um, the tracks are a little less gnarly. So
6: yeah. that
1: makes it a, a little bit more tolerable, but um, for sure, occasionally, you know, when, when it's like 49 or 50, it, it gets a little bit like, man, is this,
5: this ever going to (laughs) end yeah right right (laughs) I can see that
4: right hey one last thing Zach we know you're busy so we're going to let you go but one last thing the choice to stay with uh number 16 I'm a fan of that choice by the way that was John Dowd's number for for many years John (laughs) Dowd's one of my all-time favorite guys but talk about the choice to stay with 16 as opposed to going single digit um
2: I don't know I I I earned 16 my first year
1: back here in the states, and. Um you know, I've kind of built my brand around it for the last five years, and I uh, just um I almost felt like it would be an ego move to 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 take the eight just to have a single digit and um I just decided that uh yeah, I was gonna stay sixteen It no, nothing uh too too overly thought into it but right. um I just felt like that was the the right choice for me
4: I like the choice I like the <laughs> yeah. sixteen that's a great choice. Thank you. That's awesome. Well, hey, Zach, we know you're a busy guy. We won't take any more of your time, but thank you so much for giving for coming on here and chatting with us tonight. We appreciate it.
2: No problem, guys. Thanks for having me.
4: Any
5: Thanks, time, Zach. buddy. Yeah, Have and, a good one, Zach. And I'll, I'll see you in St. Louis. I get to make one more this year. So I'll, I'll come look for you and say, stop. say hi.
2: Stop
1: by.
5: All right, man. Take care. All
1: right. Later. See you.
4: Zach Osborne.
5: I felt like I was really off. I just My questions didn't flow at all.
4: Yeah, no, it, it's fine. Zach, I think what it is is Zach is so serious and focused. Yeah. Like He is just going to give you – he's not going to elaborate a ton, which is cool. Yeah, I mean, yeah. nothing no, wrong with he that at all. The questions.
5: I just felt like I was
4: – No, 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 no. no. <laughs> I, I get it. I, I felt the same way. Yeah. So, you know, I try to start um, – to try to get a rise out of these guys, to try to find some way – to get them to open up to right. me you know because i mean they don't know us. some sure. of them know us but right. i mean like if it's christian craig he knows us but yeah, yeah. like not everybody does so like i want them to feel comfortable and i like yep. it's super serious because let's face it we ain't exactly breaking the breaking and you know creating new things here with this <laughs> with what we do you know yeah, what yeah, i mean yeah. right. it's like anybody else doesn't do it at the same time though like let's make it entertaining if we can but hey guys we're gonna go to commercial break and be back with our buddy
2: to pick your color. And don't forget,
7: they are available for street bikes too. In business since 1989, Broadway Power Sports & Tyler strives to provide a superior product with superior service. From motorcycles to watercraft, their full parts and service department, they can get you taken care of with great brands like Can-Am, Polaris, Yamaha, Suzuki, Sea-Doo, and Victory. And don't forget they have firearms, too. Broadway Power Sports is your one-stop recreation shop. Broadway Power Sports can match any online price. They can have most orders by the next day for no extra charge. With a friendly staff that offers a personal touch with a smile, how could you go wrong? Call 595-6288 or click broadwaypowersports.com and save. That's 903-595-6288 and tell them Moto XBOD sent you.
5: Darkside here. Are you guys in the market for a set of new custom graphics? Are you tired of the same old basic layouts the big box companies offer? Well, if so, then you need to check out MX Girl Designs. From custom graphic kits, stickers, reproductions, and even vintage, MX Girl does it all. Call or text Shar at 936-828-1472, or email Shar C-H-A-R, at mxgirl.com, and that's mxgirl, G-U-R-L,
4: and tell her Moto X-Pod sent you. You got the one snowman, I'm eastbound and down. Hey, guys. Muscle Mark here. I want to introduce you to my friends over at York Welding and Fab. From new construction, truck beds, barbecue grills, and anything else you can come up with, York Welding and Fab has you covered. With deep motocross roots and 20-plus years experience, York Welding and Fab is a brand you can put your trust in. Call Carl at 903-780-7369. That's 903-780-7369, and tell him Moto X Pod sent ya. All right, guys. Welcome back again. Big shout out all Sport Dynamics, Shock Socks, and MX Girl Designs. Coming up next, friend of the show, National Number Fifty Seven Fly Racing's John Short. Short, what up, man? Oh, not
2: a whole lot. Just uh, out in Georgia, um, enjoying some nice weather, getting away from all the
4: rain in Texas. Dude, it will not stop. Oh, I know. Hey, you ought to get plenty of swimming in for training then, at least, right? It's like flooding everywhere.
2: Man, I swim like a cat. That's not something I do a lot of.
5: Yeah, we I haven't been on a ride and shit. I think the last time I rode was the day after Houston because it just seems like it rains every single weekend. I'm pretty well sick of it.
2: Yep. its uh, I think it's supposed to come to an end here after this week, though. So we should be in a clear.
4: Right. John, if your national number keeps dropping at the rate it is, you're going to be number five here before too long, dude. <laughs>
2: number five? Yeah. <laughs>
4: well number seven's coming open so yeah i heard seven's gonna be open soon too
2: yeah that's actually funny i told uh my my trainer before i got 57 when i got in the radio i said you just wait and and by my math in 33 years i'll be number one (laughs) (laughs) well there you go hey Hey, there it is look dude you've been Uh,
5: riding so impressive you know we talked I talked to you on the phone a little bit about Dallas, and, man, Mark and I were up in the press box just like screaming for you in that LCQ, you know, and then this week, hey, same thing, man. I mean, your your starts are still, you know, uh, they still got to get better, man. You know
4: this, but you're coming from the back and putting a hurting on those guys. Hey, John, I'm not going to lie, man. The whole 250 main in Dallas, all I did was scope out where you yeah. were the whole time. Asked Jamie, sitting next to him, I kept pointing, hey, he's here, 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 and here. Like, it was a pretty good ride, man.
2: No, I was excited to um kinda of have a decent showing there in Dallas in front of all my family and friends. That was uh that was really cool. Um I had numerous phone calls, texts and uh people just kinda of congratulating me and saying they were glad to see me do well. That means a lot being in Dallas, you know. Absolutely.
5: I mean, dude, after they, uh, after they docked, what's that guy's name? Heart, Harsh heart wrath. Or, I can't, I can't even say I don't name. know how to pronounce after it. After they docked him, I mean, dude, you were top 10, which you were 11 anyway, but te- top 10, that's freaking badass.
2: No, I'm, uh, like I said, I, I feel like, uh, once I get my fitness down a little better, I feel like good starts and better fitness. I, I can ride that on a more consistent basis, you know, um, the fitness I definitely mean I was tired on the on the gate of the main event. So I'm really? not no idea. Okay. So yeah, just you know, limited time on the motorcycle, but as uh, you know, every week I just keep keep working on it. That's about all I can do. So yep. I had a well, late injury.
4: Well to come in <clears throat> unprepared as you're telling me you were, to already be tired by the main event and to, to, to already best better your season best last year, I'd say I mean I dude, that's pretty legit. That's awesome. Good job.
2: No, it's good. I mean, it, it, even though I kind of, uh, I guess you make your own luck, but I mean, I kind of lucked into a good start in the main, um, with everyone going down, but kind of just shows you, man, if if I could get good starts, I I can run up there, um, run a little bit, little run a little bit further up in front. So the goal is just get these starts down and, um, just keep plugging away, getting a little better fitness and
4: that luck thing i don't know about that luck thing man because look you could have been collected up just as easy as anybody else
2: right Mm -hmm. yeah yeah
5: yeah you're uh, you can definitely see like where you excel you know like especially at dallas where we could see everything and we don't have to you know at in tampa the the camera the camera wasn't on you i couldn't see what you're doing but in dallas i was focused on you and you were catching guys in the whoops very very quickly I think when you were in like fifth, you had a pretty big gap to catch to fourth. And I wasn't sure you were going to get there, but you were just making so much time up in the two sets of whoops. And then your corner speed and, and and man, it's just, you can tell. And I said this last year, you, you were, you have lap times that are fast enough to be top 10, top 12. If you could get out of the gate consistently and you've been working your ass off and it's very impressive, man. And I'm proud to call you a friend and, see how good you're doing i think i think you deserve it you're a good dude
2: no i appreciate that um yeah i think that's kind of just uh you know the whoopsie and everything that's just kind of a testament to how much confidence i've got in my motorcycle yeah i've got a a great bike underneath me and uh jim lewis at merge racing has really got a good setup for me and a good kind of base platform this year
5: yeah and um you know i told you the day that uh Greg Albertson was on the main event show and talking you up real big. So I kind of wanted to ask about this on air. He was saying that like you will come in when you're practicing and tear your bike down while wearing your gear and do all the work yourself pretty much. And you don't ask for anything. I mean, is that true? Do you go in and work on your bike full gear? Hey, I mean, I
2: don't have anyone else to do it. So, (laughs) I mean, yeah, there's been days where especially working out uh you know riding up there where where Jim Lewis emerges and Greg are you know if there's something wrong with the bike those guys are like man if you can pull it out we'll fix it so uh yeah I'll ride I'll pull my motor out we'll fix it and you know I I try and just leave no stone unturned if there's something I can do to be better or uh, uh you know better in any way I try and do it so
5: yeah, I like that you're not you're not expecting things to be handed to you. you know, that you're willing to do your part. I think that's pretty. There's Im- so a lot about your integrity. He
4: does his motos, does all his bike work, preps the track. You know, sweeps the <laughs> shop and gets everything else in order for the rest of the day. What are you talking about? Yeah. Uh, right. Yeah.
2: I mean, one one of these days, ideally, I'd like to be able to, you know, have a mechanic helping me out. But uh, we got to twist the throttle a little bit more if we want to have any
4: of that. You're only a tick off of it, homie. You yeah. look really good
2: out there. Yeah.
4: So, so what do you, uh, you know, what do you expect
5: out of yourself for the next couple rounds? I mean, like, you have to have high confidence, you know, I mean, you feel like you can keep that pace up and and keep getting, say, top 15s, is that where you want to be, or or maybe even a little better?
2: No, I mean, honestly, uh, man, my whole goal right now is working on these starts, that's that's been a big focus of mine these past two weeks, didn't show up in Tampa, um, but i'm i'm trying I'm trying to really figure it out. It's been a weakness of mine for a while and uh man, honestly, I wanna get good starts like right around that corner in top five or six or seventh. I really feel like when I get out with those top guys i can I can run a good you know good speed like I feel like I can nab a top ten here and there yeah That's my goal honestly is to not just have a top ten to my name and uh oh that's cool you know i want to do it again i want to show people that i i have the potential to be there
5: absolutely so h- how was your heart rate in that lcq because uh if i'm not mistaken that yeah it had to be the lcq where you just almost you know it's a pretty close call there right at the end you went off the track went around a tough block and back on the track and uh i think i don't remember who it was it crashed in front of you but that was close
2: yeah i didn't i didn't have my monitor or anything on um but I promise you it was as high as it's ever, as is, is it, is it gets, you know. Yeah. Because that was, I I fought really hard to get to get back up there in position to get in the main, and um, unfortunately I made some mistakes that really made it close, made it a close call. And, uh, you know, I, I could tell the difference between last weekend and this weekend, you know, barely getting in the main like that, riding so hard, and then racing the main, you know, I didn't have quite as much energy left over for that main event, so we want to get out, get out and qualify out of the like, heat, and not have yeah. to worry about not have to worry about using that extra energy in the LCQ. So
4: I I yelled "Oh shit!" really loud <laughs> when he we went off the track. Well, they
5: took the camera off you. You you got into fourth, and you were in, and it it seemed like you were going to kind of pull away from the guy that was in fifth, and I forget who it was. And they they went to was it LeMay that won the LCQ, Mark? Uh, I don't remember. We're talking about the 250 LCQ. Yeah, yeah. oh, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Stupid. Anyway, that was dumb. Anyway, whoever won the the 250 LCQ, they went to him, and then when they came back, it was kind of the the mayhem that was happening. But it looked like the guy you had passed, four fourth 4th was right back on you. Did you say that was because of a mistake you had made?
2: No, definitely, because I was behind that top-four group. um, And that, that one rhythm lane. I was struggling to nail consistently. I, yeah. I was trying to go too fast. When I was trying to catch those guys, I was trying to go too fast through it, and I messed my timing up, and I'd have to double, double, single out instead of hit my my triple lines. And uh,
6: I remember and that's that.
2: That's exactly what I exactly what I did on the last lap. I went three in over table, kind of missed my mark, and and I had to go double, double, single. And uh, at that point, you know, Tennant was able to get right up on my back wheel and drive around in the sand and. I tried to squeeze them off, and I ran them kind of out to the tough blocks on the straightaway. And draft was down in the corner, and then there was a flagger right on the inside waving yeah. the flag. And That's I was right. kind of like, "Man, I got to thread the needle here because <laughs> I don't want to. I don't really want to T-bone and a flagger. Uh, I don't want to go around the outside of Hardtraft. So I just kind of made my best judgment to get make the corner and uh, ten, You know, Tennant just did what anybody would do in LCTQ sure. and used us both as a berm and <laughs> so yeah, all, bets for, a, all bets are off
5: all bets are off in the last race. turn yeah there's and, no uh, you
2: know, i was i was kind of like man surely this flagger knows what race this is and <laughs> where he's at he, he might him just step out of the way because i was really anticipating hugging that inside and i was like man he's really close well talk so, about
4: Talk. we we asked uh, Zach Osborne just a little bit ago what he thought about the track, and he really liked it. What was your take on the the Tampa track?
2: You know, I thought it, that the sand really added a unique element. It's something you you don't really practice nor see, you know, on, on a typical practice track or supercross track. Um, when I walked it initially, I thought it was going to be very simple, very easy. But the way the track broke down, the sand, and it was tough because you could make one mistake that would cost you two seconds or you could get through a section great and gain two seconds. Like, uh, you know, it was, it was just kind of, you know, you could make up time and lose time yeah. really easy. It made for good racing. I felt.
5: Yeah, I agree. I think it was really cool. I th- uh, we were saying this also to Zach that I really feel like dirt works and failed are really trying to do some things to mix it up, to make it not quite. So- I, don't- I hate using the word boring, but, Where every track's almost the same. Repetitive. Yeah, repetitive, same rhythm lanes. Like, they're really trying this year, it seems like, to do some different things, and it's pretty cool.
2: No, it is. The the tracks aren't just traditional. Um, Like I said, they had one rhythm lane in that track. I was thinking, man, you get the rhythm lane down, and it's just, you know, the same old thing. But no, it it really, uh, even the rhythm lane, like in practice all day, was really ruddy and was technical, so... Man, it was a tough track and sure. You know, I'm sure this weekend won't be any different. I'm sure it'll be good too.
6: Yeah,
5: how do you feel about the triple crown format?
2: Hey we'll have to tell you next week, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I just didn't know if you had Honestly, some thoughts on it. Yeah, no. Uh I actually did a did a did the full race format today and um it's a little bit more riding I feel like, mm-hmm. but um I I think it's cool. I think it's something different. Um versus just kind of now seventeen laps, you know, and the whole field being tired, I think um you're gonna get guys that can sprint really good out of the gate and may finish a little better, kinda of have a little bit different variety of people up front. So absolutely well at least
4: there's no L C Q to worry about.
2: No, there is. If you don't qualify top eighteen, you gotta race Oh top. there is one. It's,
4: That's right. It's pre it's pre night show. I can't even I can't yeah. Even. Oh yeah I guess there is. Well hey, well you don't have to worry about that. You qualify good.
2: Uh we had in the past couple of weeks, but that our goal this week is we're gonna go race race the uh time qualifying sessions like they're a ten lap race and um, go put in some good some good good fast laps. I normally ride my fastest laps you know during a moto, so we're just gonna yeah. go race them like motos and and uh see what we can do yeah
5: that's that's a good idea that'd be I'll be trying to keep up with race day live and watching you if if we're not riding somewhere,
4: <laughs> yeah.
5: Well, well, John, man, um, man, we really appreciate you coming on here. All, all, every time you do, you, you never say no, and we appreciate you coming on. And we are uh, always behind you, dude. No,
2: that means a lot, and I'm, I'm glad you guys have me on. It's uh, kind of cool to let everyone have an inside to how my weekend was and how the races are going. So,
4: well, we'll definitely be, it. We'll definitely, oh, anytime, man. We'll definitely be checking in more with you, man. I know, I know that I look forward to big things from you this season.
5: Hey, I, I hope the same. I appreciate it, and thanks for having me on, guys. Yeah, man, we'll, I'll see you in St. Louis,
2: dude. Yeah, Steph, stop by, let's chat.
4: We'll do it. All right, John. Have a good night, John. All right,
2: y'all have a good evening. Take
4: care. John Short, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, good interview. I, I, I he, The kid's got skills, man. That yeah. Dude, that dude can ride. It, he
5: He's just got to get his starts, dude. That's really
4: – His one-lap speed ain't going to be a problem.
5: That's really his weakness. Like, in the LCQ – I was like, when he came out of the gate, he was a half second off. Like, he hesitated, you know, and then he backed off going into the first turn because everybody bunk- – he went from, like, third from last to last. And I just told Amber, I said, damn it, you know, it just so, it's such a bummer. And then he just – he works through traffic so well because he is – the upper level of that group
6: of guys. No, he's fast. Yeah, yeah,
4: he's he's the real deal. Like you said, when that if that kid starts getting off the gate well, yeah. the way he should, yeah. look. I mean, he's going to be easy, easy towards the t- mid well, mid top ten.
5: I think so. I think so. He, he's he definitely is talented, man. It's just he's got that one little thing he's struggling with, and it probably gets mental after a while. You're just like, well, you know, I can't ever get a good start, and it works its way into your head.
4: I just watched the uh, I watched that video from the. Uh, the lcq thing it is pretty pretty intense i'd forgotten about that and
7: uh,
4: yeah. you never can not tell with one no, of those no man, man. at all no, so it's uh pretty awesome well hey guys uh quick break and uh we this time well i, I messed up on the last one or did it record yeah when yeah. i said the last guy uh, was i wrong. cut it
5: off too soon and you yeah we had our guests split i gave you the list wrong i think
4: well anyways we're actually going to have uh mr travis dillnicki on next so give us a quick break be right back over here head bobbing to that no hey guys we're gonna get to our third guest of the night he has uh, become become a friend of the show we met this young man in dallas and was very impressed by uh by his speed making the night show and uh got to hang out with him in the pits a little bit he rides in style number 248 in your program number one in your heart privateer uh 250 east coast supercross competitor travis delnicki travis what up dude
0: what's going on guys thanks for having me on the show
5: Heck yeah, man! Thank we're we appreciate on. you coming on. I mean, true privateer, living the hard life. So, uh, uh, yeah, w- where are you guys at right now?
0: Uh, staying at my buddy Max Darling's house uh, in Florida. Um, actually, heading to GPF tomorrow, so hopefully get some riding in. I'm a little bit beat up from this past weekend, so I I don't even know if I'll get to ride before Atlanta, but we're gonna try.
5: Well yeah, you texted me uh you I think before the night show, we're like, well, it's been a rough day, you know, so kinda of tell us what happened. Give us a rundown of your day.
0: Yeah, it was an awful day. <laughs> um first time qualifier the the sand section got me. I I hated that section. That was the worst <laughs> section I've ever run in my But uh <laughs> Somehow, I just stabbed my foot awkwardly, and like, kind of thought like I I had my foot planted, but instead, like when I went to push off, I
6: um,
0: I just kind of like rolled my ankle, like pretty bad. Like it, it I felt it right away. I just started yeah. right off the side of the track, and uh, I kind of like sat there in the mechanics area, and I went back out for a couple laps, and uh, I it was all right. I went got it taped up for the next practice and we we're good. We we're good to go. And, uh, I, I put in a couple of okay laughs, but, uh, not good enough. Um, and with a probably two or three minutes left in the session, um, going under the over under, yep. uh, the burn we we're kind of like using like a little burn and like riding, like basically right up against the wall of the, of the bridge. And, uh, the berm kind of blew out uh, on me, and my back tire ended up going
2: over the berm, and
0: I, I ended up jamming my foot in between my bike and the over under. Oh wow! So got a, a pretty badly sprained ankle, and probably, I mean, I'm I don't, i do not think my foot is broken or anything, but it's definitely nice and black and blue, swelled up too. So, yeah. It was a rough day.
5: <laughs> Sounds like it. But, yeah that that
0: sand yeah. section
4: for- it had its victims, didn't it? Yeah, it did.
0: <laughs> yeah, I <laughs> I i mean, just what people were saying about it on vital, and I I'm bummed that everybody loved it because not be quite. Okay with them never building a second
5: like that again. But. <laughs> yeah, as a fan, we we were talking to John Short and uh, Zach Osborne about this, and and we loved watching it because it was just something different, you know. And and those guys both kind of liked it, but it's, so it's kinda, I'm laughing because you're you're so the opposite, but you know, I guess the guys that got through it and, and were successful, of course, would love it, and the guys that had issues wouldn't. That makes sense, you know. And hey, yeah, it's part of I, it.
0: I don't know i I don't know it was probably just because I had a bad attitude about it as soon as I saw it. I'm not a fan of the sand sections, but okay, uh, and then on top of it, tweaking my ankle and it didn't didn't make me like it anymore so <laughs> but yeah it was it was a rough weekend, and on top of that i I actually crashed pretty good in the l c q in Dallas, and I was pretty sore from that still, so second round in i'm pretty beat up but yeah we're, we're get we're getting better every day so
5: that's that's life um, on the privateer island though you got to beat up and then you got to drive the motor home to the next one
0: <laughs> yeah exactly uh but uh I, it's all good i was happy with with how dallas went and i know that i'm riding as good as ever so I'm not, I'm not bummed on it or anything like that. Just, right. It's one of those things. you got days like that. so.
4: Sure. Well, we know in Dallas that uh, J- Jamie was able to help set you up with, with a mechanic. Were you able to find one in Tampa as well?
0: Yeah, actually, I, I did have a mechanic in Tampa. Um, actually, one of my buddies who, honestly, is pretty much the reason that I'm racing supercross um, when all of like. I don't know, probably 17 or 18. Like honestly, I had I had raced like you know obviously my whole life since I was four, but when I, met, I started going to the races and stuff like all on my own, like paying for everything on my own, and I was just racing local stuff. And I honestly I never thought like at that point I was like yeah I'm probably not gonna race Supercross or anything like, and uh, this dude. Bill is a buddy of my dad's for basically my whole life and and we decided to do arena cross and uh got my license and that's how the whole thing started so yeah he was he was with me this weekend so cool that's cool to have him around he he's helped me the last couple seasons so it's it's always good to have him around
5: right well let's back up just a little bit you were talking about you know riding when you're four and all that um you know for the people that don't know anything about you where are you from how would you get started? Let's let's tell us a little bit about yourself.
0: Yeah, um I'm from Connecticut. Uh Woodstock, Connecticut to be exact. Um started racing like I said I was four and I just raced NESC, like everybody from New England
6: mm-hmm.
0: and uh I won a championship there in the 50 class one championship there in in the B class and uh I never, I've never done Loretta's. I never chased that amateur scene. My yeah. dad always told me, my dad always told me, if if you're fast enough, then they'll find you. So, <laughs> I guess being you know, on the island, maybe I'm not fast enough, but
6: <laughs> <laughs> we're
0: are doing all right. But yeah, no, I just I've I never did anything like any major amateur national at all. I just raced NSD or. For the most part, and uh, then, uh, like I was saying, Bill and I, we we got to do some arena cross, got my license, and uh, I I uh, did my first Supercross season in 15. I probably wasn't ready. I I probably should have done like a whole season of arena cross, to be honest. Yeah, uh, I only I only ended up making two night shows towards the end of the year, and uh, I wasn't I wasn't ready. I I, I would say. Um, and then sixteen, I did the whole East Coast, and I had a lot better bike. Um, backing up to fifteen, I rode it literally on a stock bike the whole season. Like I had a pipe on it, and that was it. Oh so. wow, that's <laughs> yeah. gnarly. I, I learned from that for for sure, um, and yeah, Bill and I we got better better setup for sixteen and seventeen It's kind of the same deal. He he was able to buy a bike and it was his, but we got it got it built for supercross and we did that and made I made six night shows in sixteen. I made five actually last year which last year was a little bit rough i had a lot of mechanical problems in some practices i lost a lot of time and when you're a bubble guy like like i am have been uh, in the past it's tough losing any track time to to get good laps in but uh yeah this year i i i took a little bit more control of my program and in everything that i'm doing i i kind of dealt with everybody that i've met mm-hmm. over the years and myself and i'm really happy I, I mean i only have my one race bike but the bike is awesome and uh and i feel like i'm riding as good as ever so that's basically where we're at now but yeah I just started uh racing nesc and and that's it
4: well, the, that that correct me if i'm wrong but that n e s c series is uh is is known for for being pretty gnarly and it's it's definitely yielded some really high level talent in 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 past years
0: yeah for sure um it's it's had its peaks with LaRusso, um k j uh scott carter obviously dowdy and and uh, Henry back in the day, Chadwell also. Um, it's it's has its peaks and valleys. I mean, everybody goes fast. All the NESC guys go fast with the NESC tracks. We've had you know dudes show up that are are solid dudes, and NESC dudes will will smoke them. I guess it you know it's kind of like when Americans go up to Canada and the Canadians give give our guys a run. So it's right. kind of like that same thing. But, uh, yeah, I mean, honestly, the one good thing about NESC, you you have basically a full gate of experts every weekend. So that's really cool for sure.
4: Right. Yeah, these uh, non-local dudes try to show up to the wick at one of those races and they, thinking they're going to do something. They get worked really hard, huh?
0: <laughs> yeah exactly
4: what do you think about that what do you th- are Southwood one of your favorite tracks do you like it over there
0: uh, yes and no it's changed obviously a lot over the years um it is you know people say like oh it's it's hard packed now and it's not the same as it was and that's true It's just riding it is has got it's got a different feel to it. Um, so you have your good days and your bad days. I actually haven't done the national there, uh, ever. So that's something I would like to do this summer. I haven't done very many nationals. I did three in 15 and, and that's it. But yeah, Southwick is cool. I mean, it's, it's gnarly. It's gnarlier on an NESC weekend, I think, than, than a national weekend it's it gets sketchy but it's not my favorite track i mean yeah I, it's wide open like the first session where all the locals qualify that track is wide open and that's not my style so right yeah. right
5: i'm not i'm not too big of a sand guy either so uh, we don't just don't get to ride <laughs> it very much so yeah
0: yeah that's basically a all you have to ride in New England, I mean, is a lot of sand pits yeah. and uh, and zero Supercross for the most part. So it's it's really hard for me to find Supercross in, until I go down south. So
5: right, well, hey, I I was looking through some stuff about you, and I saw that there was an article or something that did Weege mechanic for you at some race.
0: He did actually at the Race Direction event, very similar to uh how we hooked up i wanted to do this race kind of last minute Mm -hmm. and i had nobody to go with me so i was like why don't i hit up weeds on twitter and you know see see if he wants to help me out right and uh actually he got back to me and he seemed pretty hyped on it and uh yeah they did they did a video and uh I think I think it made for some good entertainment. We just—he's a character for sure.
5: Yeah, no doubt. Yeah, it, it's really cool. I say it every week how great our industry is, and with everybody. And I mean that's that's impressive that somebody of his caliber would do that, and you know, and help you out a little bit, do a little article or whatever. You know, that's that's pretty cool. And I'm sure that was meaningful to you.
0: Yeah, no, I I was so happy. It was awesome. You know, it was one of the best ideas i ever had was to hit him up on twitter <laughs> better, better than hit awesome. me up for, awesome.
5: better than hit me up to get you a mechanic
0: <laughs> oh it's 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 pretty
5: close <laughs> yeah okay but <laughs> uh, if nothing else uh you know weez is way cooler than me
4: being a privateer having to stick to a budget weez is your guy just start yeah. talking to him he will right. cheap you out of everything man
0: yeah yeah he he liked my setup it I'll set bet. set up perfectly for him. Yeah,
4: yeah, that's cool. <laughs> did you get a
5: chance to uh, try those X-Brand goggles?
0: I did. The X-Brand goggles are awesome. I had clear vision.
5: Right on. 100% I, yeah. of the time. I, I realized later that I didn't give you any tear-offs, and I felt pretty bad. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, actually, John John did a great job mechanic for me, but I, I don't think he realized he actually threw um, – my whole pack of taros in a puddle that was on the table
6: oops so oh wow <laughs> hey.
0: yeah that that's how that's why i hit you up for taros last weekend but <laughs> we're all good
5: come yeah, on y- molar y- y- come yeah, on yeah, dude you, know, you should have taken that <laughs> out of his pay yeah no no uh went, no bonus for you get, john
4: Yes, yeah,
0: it's all right he went to been losing much money anyway
5: <laughs> all right <laughs> so are as of right now do you plan on making all the east coast rounds
0: yeah, for sure. Um, that that's the plan, a hundred percent. I'm hoping, honestly, like my my foot really is pretty dinged up, so I am, you know, I'm signed up for this weekend. I do plan to ride. I expect to ride, but um, we'll see. We'll see. Basically, Saturday morning, how you uh,
6: know
0: But yeah, we're going. Me and my buddy uh, Devin, that you met. I yep. Know. Oh, we all on together, and in his uh camper that luckily he got because we would have just been traveling in, in vans like we, like I have been the last couple of years. So we got a little upgrade. Well, he definitely got the upgrade. I'm just tagging along. Yeah, that was hey, a, that thing's like...
6: nice. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah.
5: I bet all the other privateer so, island guys were like, "What the hell? This ain't fair." <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, we got we got some more stuff we're working on. We just. We probably won't even have the whole setup figured out 100% until the last round. But <laughs> as as it is, it's it's a nice setup, and, and it saves us a lot of money right? Eating hotels and being able to just, just uh, stay at the track and plug in sure. instead of needing to rent cabins and stuff at, at like Club MX is where we spent most of the off-season. And, yeah, so that's awesome to have that, and it's awesome to have him have that settled?
6: yeah absolutely honestly
0: honestly i don't know if he knows how like appreciative i am of of letting me tag along because it makes it so much easier sometimes i feel bad like he's the one driving all the way to texas driving all the way back like i would drive but i know he's not gonna let me he doesn't (laughs) want me to drive a truck he doesn't want me to drive (laughs) with this camper either right (laughs) you know i just sleep the whole time by by the time we get to where we're going, I'm
6: all rested up, and he's like, "Dude, I'm dead." Well, so, well,
5: <laughs> yeah, he's gonna have to give some of that. Uh, he's gonna have to hold, hand the reins over a little bit. Hey, a few,
4: few more trips like that, he'll be begging you to drive.
6: Yeah, <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Luckily, the schedule is not so bad like last year. That was terrible. Right off, and, and honestly, like I, I think it it affected my year. We went from Minnesota to. Atlanta to Toronto to Daytona
6: and then to Indy all
0: five weeks in a row. And I really think that on the weekend I was pretty gassed, honestly. That was terrible.
6: Yeah, I can maybe imagine. Maybe
0: I'd be able to get to ride once a week. And honestly, but the day of riding was probably a day I should have been resting <laughs> So by the time it was Saturday, we're you know, all of us privateers that drive to every round, it's tough. But this year is a lot better, so that's not that's not an issue
4: this year. Awesome, awesome. Well, I tell you what, I'll make you a deal, and I don't want to speak for Jamie, but if you race Southwick this year, one, if not both of us, will come to that race and uh, and help you out.
0: <laughs> okay, that would be awesome. I I got a four fifty and and everything, so we're we're good to go. I I do plan on it
6: because oh, yeah,
0: it you know it's. It's tough, I don't know how long I can keep doing the privateer thing i I race because I love to race, so i don't you know it's always tough every year it's like do you do you do this again or or not like is it worth it and uh it's it's close, you know, I love racing and I wanna be in the industry if if i could that would be awesome you know there's nothing i love more than just being around the sport i'm the biggest fan and i'm just so lucky that i actually can race at a, at a decently competitive level but uh yeah so i got to cross the southern national off my bucket list here there you go. so that i can i can still be competitive you know i can <laughs> i could do it for years and years but to actually be competitive it, it's Tough keeping on doing it when I got to work and all that stuff, and you know it is tough being a privateer. I mean, I I have some people who me out, know, but I spent all the money that I spent is ninety five percent out of my pocket. Wow! So it's tough. Yeah.
5: Well, that's that's really impressive, and that says a lot about how much you love it, man. Because a lot of guys just wouldn't do it. They just probably stay home, race some local pro races, try to make a few bucks, and call it a day.
0: Yeah, I mean, sometimes I feel like I should probably do that, but <laughs> I love supercross. This is great, so yeah. I don't have any regrets well, about it. I don't have no no second thoughts.
4: Well, keep up the good work, man. And uh, like I said, my offer stands. If, if you race Southwick this year, we'll we'll be there. One of us, if not both of us, will be there.
0: <laughs> All right. Well, I'll let you know, and I'll make sure I'm prepared.
4: Right on, <laughs> Travis. I, awesome. I, I would
0: count on it.
4: <laughs> okay, man. Well, we'll do that. Hey appreciate your time tonight dude it was awesome ch- catching up with you again
0: yeah thank you guys for having me i just i just want to thank um well i have a chance i just want to thank everybody that helps me out um safeguard security surveillance and uh, johnson heating and cooling They, they help support what i'm doing for basically no reason because they just want to help me out and it's it's great and i appreciate it so much um and Tim at TCD has, he's seriously, he's got the best suspension out there. Um, you know, there's no doubt. I mean, that's why Barsha went to him when he did his little privateer stint there
6: mm-hmm. for
0: Monster Cup. He used, he used Tim's stuff in it. I'm telling you, this stuff works. And uh, TLR, Todd, he got my moto for, it's its a budget it's a budget motor, but the thing, I'm it, it rips, and the TLR TCD setup is is a match for anybody trying to to do this on a privateer level. And I'm seriously not just saying that; those guys are awesome. They help me a lot, and uh, then my local dealership, More Nation, from back home, mm-hmm. my my parts guy, Justin. Those guys, all those guys, they help me out, a hundred percent. They do what they can, so I just want to shout
5: those guys out for sure.
4: Yeah, absolutely. It the
5: takes a, yeah, it man. takes a village, man. Yeah.
4: <laughs> so, all right on. Well, hey man, uh, that, that's awesome. Great giving those guys a shout out. I and mean, there's a lot of moving pieces to keep your program together. And uh, keep up the good work, dude.
0: Yeah. Thank you guys for having me. I appreciate it big time.
4: Oh, anytime, man. We'll we'll get you back on here. Yep.
0: <laughs> All, right, All right. Sounds good. I'll see in well, a few. I'll well. see
4: in a few weeks, Travis at St. Louis, man.
0: All right, you'll be there.
5: Yeah, yeah. I got my flights booked, so I'll I'll be up there Thursday.
0: All right. Awesome. Sounds good.
5: Okay, man. Take care. We'll talk to you soon.
0: All right. Thank you. Yes. See
4: you later, right. buddy. Travis Dillnicki. Yeah, the privateers. They uh.
5: Hardcore, they man. Live, him they, and
4: Nagy. They live, they live raw, dude. Yeah, they do. They live raw. That setup, though, that camper they got, oh, I could live in that thing.
5: Yeah, it was nice. Yeah. yeah. I, you know, it was uh Moller. Remember, he was he we were trying to figure out where where Del was uh pitted and we couldn't find him. And he, what did he call it? He like, kept saying fusion. We didn't yeah, realize he meant the camper. We I thought looking. it was like a fusion, like he was out of a car, a yeah. rail car or something. <laughs> I didn't realize it was a big camper. I was like, man, yeah. come on. That's not Privateer Island. That's sort of like you're on the boat almost, like, about to get off Privateer. I don't know, man, because, like, Nagy is sleeping in the back of his van. Well, that's a, hau- a that's a
4: houseboat attached <laughs> yeah. to Privateer Islands. Is With that, that yeah, is. Yeah, yeah.
5: That's, I don't that's, But still, man, those guys are hardcore and Private- mad, mad props.
4: Absolutely. Privateer Island's my favorite section of the pits. It's just gnarly down there. No doubt. It's pretty awesome. Heck yeah, man. Well, good show tonight, Dark Side.
5: I think so. Um... I feel like I was a little off, like I said at the beginning, but hey, you know, we, I w- we have those nights.
4: All I did was get rained on and have to run my ass off all day, so I was oh, off yeah. too, dude. It's cool.
5: Thankfully, we didn't do much at work today. I was in the pickup most of the day, listening to pulp, trying to get through the five hours of that show. <laughs> so, I'm still in it too. I yeah, hear ya. I got about 20 minutes left and I'll be done.
4: Cool. Well, awesome, guys. We're going to, again, big shout out to All Sport Dynamics, Shock Socks, and MX Girl Designs for... Uh, Dark Side, Muscle Mark, Moto X Pod What do you got? Patreon. Oh, Patreon, Patron.
5: Patreon, Patreon, guys. Well,
4: you jump in with that now. Yeah,
5: we, uh, we got one new uh, Patreon subscriber last week, and um, I don't have his name wrote down, but I said last week, you weren't here, Mark, that the first person that signed up after last week's show gets a free pair of shock socks. So um, I'll, I'll message you again on Patreon and get your address and get those out to you. We appreciate you guys because it helps out. It, it means a lot that you guys are willing to even give a dollar. Like that guy, he, he donated a dollar, man. That's 12 bucks a year. Hey, that's, I'm pumped that, on that. That's something that we can use and we appreciate it because you don't have to do that. And it, it means a lot. So, yeah, please go to patreon.com, search us out, Moto XPOD, all one word. Help us out, man. We appreciate it. And we're doing little giveaways and you know you guys get some interviews early and all that kind of stuff to, as a gift, a reward, whatever you want to call it. So, yeah, check it
4: out. Thanks. All right, guys. Well, we'll be back next week. Peace out.
5: Later.